Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sports Now, episode number four. I'm your host, Tom Zenner. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for so much for subscribing to Valuetainment Sports. If you've done that, if you haven't, make sure you do. We're going to pass 1,000 subscriptions. We're only a couple weeks out, so that's a great start. Really want to thank everybody who's tuned in so far. we got a good show today. So many big things going on. The NFL season is about to begin. Peyton Manning went into the Hall of Fame. We've got a lot to discuss with that. How about the salaries in every sport right now? Like, that's a big deal, right? But it kind of is. We've hit a new threshold in salaries, and we're going to talk about that today. The Olympics ended. I think one of the most fascinating topics regarding that was the COVID testing. Okay, we're going to get into that and where the next Olympics are. So there's a lot to talk about on that. And then sports gambling, it's in the news every single day, and especially this week. So we're going to hit that. And we got a great panel. Gerard Michaels joining us for the second time. Thanks so much. Good to see you, Gerard. Thank you for having me, TZ. You ready to roll? I'm ready, baby. How about you? I'm ready. I know you are. And making his debut... On the panel on Sports Now is Paul Escarcega, valuetainment veteran and, and, a, and a sports expert, I've been told. Allegedly. You ready? Allegedly. I'm ready. I got the go. Dodger hat on. That's right. Oh, we win his championships <laughs> one time and lost 30. <laughs> you know, this year the world, uh, you know, the Dodgers are just loading up. It's unbelievable what they could do. They had Scherzer, they had Trey Young. I just don't think they've got, got it this year. Bellinger's in that huge slump. Uh, Mookie can't stay healthy. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun to follow the Dodgers down the stretch because I live in LA and I'm a Dodgers fan too. But let's start off by talking about Peyton Manning and he entered the Hall of Fame on Sunday night. This is something that every NFL fan knew was going to happen. We were excited about one of the most accomplished quarterbacks ever, ever. I mean, his stats speak for themselves. And I think the big question with Peyton is always what's next. And he announced a couple weeks ago that he and his brother Eli are going to be part of the Monday night broadcast on ESPN. In my opinion, it's going to be better than the actual broadcast that ESPN has. It's these two guys talking in their living room, just bantering for 10 games a season. Is that going to be enough for Eli? Would he be a president of a team, a GM? Would he ever want to go the uh, Tony Romo route or the Troy Aikman route and be the lead analyst on a network? The question for me always with Peyton Manning, someone so big, so larger than life, so accomplished, and uh, a winner at everything he does is what's big enough for him? Because it's almost all or nothing for him, for Peyton. You almost have to think at the highest level or he's just going to enjoy life because anything in the middle I don't think registers or, or measures up to what Peyton Manning is. So... Social media all abuzz after Peyton Manning's speech about him possibly being the next commissioner. And was this an audition? Was this a presentation to have that job? Gerard, I'm going to start with you. I know you're an NFL fan. But that was that was the big thing the next day is people were discussing the fact that, hey, this guy sounds like commissioner. And, and to me, like I said, would that be the one thing that maybe in the back of his mind he's had – as a plan all along to be the next commissioner to take over for Roger Goodell? I don't think so. I, I, I think commissioner is an administration position. I think, you know, you know, you have to be a good administrator. I don't think that's enough fun. See, Peyton Manning, if there's anything that, that both the Manning brothers have shown us in their, in their post-playing careers, that they're committed to fun among all else. You know, these guys, they, they're hilarious. They like to be, they have Omaha Productions. They, they're, they, I don't know if you saw Football Cop, the little sketch that they did. That yeah, was great. Oh my God, it was incredible. They, they did Football Cops. Um, yeah, the, the commissioner is just, that you, you're too beholden to too many special interests. You have to do too many things I can't see Peyton Manning wanted. It's basically a political position at this point. Yeah, it is. But you know what fun, what the definition of fun is? $40 million per year. That's that's, <laughs> that's pocket, fun. That's pocket change. <laughs> these guys. You be, Nationwide. You know, what are you, out of okay, your mind? Okay, maybe. But you know what? Do you know Eli Manning? Tom, do you know at the time he retired, 
nobody in NFL history made more salary than the two-time right. Super Bowl MVP. So yeah. a yearly salary isn't going to cut it for no. these guys. I mean, Peyton's made over $300, $400 million just Their from playing. Their hedge fund gets okay. some $40 million in returns and it grows a year. every single year. So that proves my point, that it has to be something that's super huge. Now let's just examine this. Would it even be possible? Goodell is in office until 24. 2024. Okay. He signed his last contract in 2016. He makes $40 million a year. Now, at the time he signed the contract, he said, this is it. I am retiring in 2024. I don't know if he really wants to do that. I think he's weathered the storm, gotten the league through the hardest situations that they've had to. They got the salary cap straightened out right now. They got their next media deal taken care of. But for Peyton Manning, like Gerard, I don't think that – I think he can have someone underneath him that can handle some of this administrative stuff. Paul, is this, is this just too convenient of a topic to say – Peyton Manning wants to be the next commissioner, or do you think deep down he does? No, I don't. I think maybe he would want a role, but I don't see him wanting to be the top dog. Because, like, like uh, Gerard said, it, it it's just gonna, not going to be enough to him in terms of like how he enjoys his life. I do think he has uh, uh, more purpose in terms of he probably wants to do multiple things, and I th- I could see him being, especially after uh, listening to the speech, I could see him being an ambassador and working with you know, different groups and, and working to grow the game. But the NFL commissioner is not that guy because it is more business and, you know, contracts and things like that. That's that's not his forte. I think, I think the NFL commissioner could be that guy. I, I've, I think, I've got the perfect guy. Uh, for the what? The perfect guy, yeah. Who? Tony Dungy. I want to see Tony Dungy go into that role, universally loved, loves the game of football, has a, a, a real moderate perspective on, on the social issues that are impacting people. People listen to him. I would, If he was up for it as, at his age, I would love, love, love to see Tony Dungy become I, an ambassador to his great I game. think he'd be great as, as some sort of like board member for the commissioner's yeah. office or having some active role. But, but let, me, let me give you my opinion on Peyton Manning. I, I think he could change the role of commissioner. I think he'd be the first commissioner not booed at the NFL draft when he's making the announcements or handing out the trophy at the Super Bowl. I, I just don't think there's – I don't think he goes for anything in the middle, and especially if you listen to the, the content of what he said at his speech about leaving a legacy, and it's the responsibility of the Hall of Famers, especially him. I mean, that was not an average speech. That was not a normal Hall of Fame acceptance speech. I mean, he had an agenda with that thing. And, and yeah, I think it's too easy just to say that, yeah, he wants to be the next commissioner. But I think he does want to be the next commissioner, maybe for a one-term run at it. He could talk to the owners. He could handle that. He could deal with the NFLPA. I, I think he could just evolve the role and make it something different and, and, and have a lieutenant that can do the negotiation with the Players Association, that can do the negotiation with the referees, maybe have someone that handles the TV. I mean, the owners help with that. Jerry Jones has to sign off That's on anything. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he'd rather be an owner. I think the commissioner isn't isn't the top role. I think the commissioner is beholden to the owners. I think Peyton would rather be an owner. He's almost more powerful in the position he's at right now. Like you said, his ability to influence decisions from the outside right now is almost more powerful than being the person being influenced. Right? I, I just don't find him that relevant right now. I just find him off to the side – you know, doing a commercial here and there, Who, showing Peyton up Manning? on yeah, Peyton Manning. You just I, said he's going to be on Monday Night Football. That's going to that's going to break it ratings hasn't records. Happened yet. It's going to break when records. When that happens, then I will change my tune. Well, but it, up until this point, he's been retired for five you years. Can't, you can't be the commissioner and be on TV doing the things he wants True to do. True that, but you can also quit TV, and he can't even get that job for the next three years. But here's the one point that, and you even mentioned Tony Junji, but I think what what you guys are missing as well is how much these guys actually love the game, meaning they love watching the game. They love talking about the game. And and, and like Tony Dungy loves coaching the game, you know, and now obviously he can't do that full time because of his family, things of that nature. That's why he left. But that's what 
that's why a lot of these guys love that, uh, uh, you know, even like a, a, a Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy, the, the, the ability to be in the booth and the ability to talk about the game without actually, you know, working 19 hours a day. Well, that's the Pat it. Summerall told a funny story about after Pete Rozelle was, was when, when Pete Rozelle was out, yeah. they offered the commissioner's position to John Madden, apparently. And <laughs> oh my John, God. and John, oh. Matt, and John Madden literally, according to, according to Pat Summerall, had a, had a three word answer. He answered the, the phone in the hotel. They, they always would like Can have I his guess? phone in the What was it? And no effing way. He was, are you out of your effing mind? <laughs> yeah. Are you out of your effing mind? Yeah. And he hung up. No way. Their, their quality you, of life becomes what? so much higher. Yeah, what are you out well, of your time mind? Out here. Could you imagine John Madden? He'd, be, he'd live on a bus because yeah. he doesn't fly. So, yeah. I mean, as a commissioner, no, you have to get from point A to point B. I, I think you guys are missing the point. I think he's going to be the next commissioner, or at least he wants to. Just to be fair. You also never thought Giannis would win a what? NBA championship. You weren't even on that show, were you? Were you on that day? I'm a, I'm a sports, I'm a sports, ta- sports now Look, fan. The last thing I I'm need is people with a good fan. memory. Okay? Tom, here, here's where I would buy your argument. If, like you're saying, if he completely redefines the role, meaning, okay, so they, would they pay him $50 million a year, something like that? Yeah, that's what it, well, 40 but okay, would get 50. If you split that role and say he takes $15 million and you give the rest to a, a, an actual administrator guy that's going to do a lot of the dirty work, then I, I, I could see that happening. Yeah. But again, it's more of like, be the number two guy and be the ambassador, be the face. Peyton Manning and then, has about as much chance to become a commissioner as a reality TV star as president being president of the United States. I think that, <laughs> unfortunately, Here, there's the a thing. higher chance now than there ever been. You know, I, I think Peyton would get signed off by the owners. I think he'd get signed off by Goodell. It'd be a natural and smooth transition from Goodell. And he said that he wants to have his successor named when he leaves. I think the players would buy off on it. I mean, my God, who would get more of a free pass than Peyton Manning as oh, commissioner? Man. He could do no wrong. He can't do anything wrong. And here, let me just give you the options. And again, we're talking about Peyton Manning. He doesn't love football. It's in his DNA. I mean, yeah. that's that. There's the next level for these guys that you know get into a cush broadcasting job and ride it out, or him. And and he was very sincere in his speech. So, team president, GM, no, not big enough. I mean, not, big enough. not big enough. Big he enough for John Elway. Not big enough exactly. for Peyton totally. Manning. Yeah, John Elway has car dealerships, and he likes hanging out with the boys. Yeah. I think Peyton Manning is at another level. Okay, broadcasting, not nearly big enough. I mean, he would have taken it by now. He's yeah. had every single offer there was. Ownership, not big enough. I don't think he wants to be tied in with just one team. He loves the Broncos. He loves the Colts. So those are the main opportunities. And the only other one is commissioner. So as cliche and easy as it is to, to just run with that the next day, I think there's something to it. And I will say this, too. Give Peyton Manning credit for a six-minute speech. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. That's incredible. There's nothing more obnoxious than these long-winded, ridiculous speeches by these guys who don't even write them. I mean, they just try to wing it that mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. By the way, quick question. Two longest speeches in NFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Ray Lewis is still talking. <laughs> okay, very good. And Peyton said that. Any other yeah. guests? Uh I don't actually watch a ton of the speeches. I know. Everybody's talking about Peyton Manning's, but if you're watching this at home, please do yourself a favor and listen to Troy Palomalo's also. That was awesome. Troy Palomalo's speech was incredible. Yeah, listen to Steve Atwater's, too. He went over the weekend. Maybe he'll reference uh, my first game I played in college football against him. Really? One-on-one against Steve Atwater when he was at Arkansas. Um, 33 minutes was Ray Lewis's speech. Mm -hmm. The number one? Guess who has the longest speech in NFL Hall of Fame? He probably needed a translator. It was Brett Favre. Brett Favre? 36 oh, wow. minutes. Wow. 
Peyton Manning spoke for six minutes. You know, here's the other thing I find fascinating about the Mannings. Brett Favre did play for 60 years, though, so there's that. <laughs> he came 30 seconds a year. Yeah, look at Archie Manning. God have the longer speech? Did he, did he wear Wrangler jeans at his yeah. Hall of Fame induction? He probably had them on underneath his suit, right? <laughs> there's no question about it. Or he took the Wrangler logo and put it on that. What was it, Tommy Peggy Copper? He had a Tommy <laughs> Copper on his elbow? Yeah. Okay, look at um, Peyton and Eli's father, Archie Manning, right? Yep, yep. A, a god in his own right, yep. right? I mean, a real true legend, you know, from the South. Are mm -hmm. inarguably the greatest quarterback ever produced out of the state of Louisiana, probably, okay? Until I mean, his sons. Right, okay, but a, a, up for a good portion of that, right? So he's the greatest quarterback ever produced out of his state. Now, if he's lucky, he'll be the fourth best quarterback in his family. Right, because you've got Peyton, you've got Eli, you've got Arch. Those are some serious right? plums. Cooper's he's got, son. Boy, he's felt you've got plums. <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievable. But um, anyway. and apparently, Cooper is the real brains behind the uh, the operation. From I, yeah, I have I'm, an inside source who played on the Giants tells me that Cooper apparently writes all their stuff. Really? Uh, yeah. You know what? I believe it because his bits on Fox on Sunday are phenomenal. I mean, he is so funny, yeah. so quick witted, so natural. Yeah, they got this natural vibe about him that's so good. Anyway. Wasn't he supposed to be the most talented one too? Yeah, but uh, that could be a pretty old wives' tale. Peyton right. Manning was pretty talented. Uh, yeah, right. was number one pick in the draft. How about, who do you think Ryan Leaf was doing yesterday? When yeah, Peyton right? Manning, shout out to Ryan Leaf if, if you're still around, man. The second half of your life can be can be the best half, you know, buddy. You got uh, Ryan Leaf back in, what, the late 90s? Can you believe there were actually people that were, it was a toss-up between the I two know, of them? I know. Yeah. For people old enough like to remember that draft, it was teams. like, ah, this, this Leaf guy. Pretty good. If you are if you are a talent evaluator and you had Ryan Leaf ahead of Peyton Manning, I mean you could never out you could never overcome that on your resume yeah, ever. That's terrible. Okay, and that and that's probably out there. You know, it was like 2002 or something. I was writing for Maxim Magazine and Details Magazine, and we came up with this. I pitched this idea and we did this story: sports jerks on trial. So at the time, we took the perceived biggest jerks in sports. So it was Don <laughs> King. It was Kevin Brown. Remember Kevin Brown, oh, the yeah, pitcher? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, he just, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Great and, fork ball. Right? Yeah. Incredible douche. Yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. And then um, Peyton Manning was one of them. And I think we had two really? other Peyton ones. Peyton Manning was a no, no, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Ryan Leaf. We had Ryan oh, Leaf. Okay, okay. <laughs> My bad. Um, yeah, that's like the talent evaluators. I put Ryan Leaf. <laughs> I put Peyton Manning higher on the jerk level. Okay. Um, so we, what I did was I interviewed all of them. And then we put them on trial, and then we rendered a verdict to see if they were really a jerk or not. Kevin Brown, guilty as charged. Jack McDowell might have been worse than Kevin Brown. Oh, we're, we're getting oh, into yeah. esoteric 90 pitchers. Now we're, we're in my ballpark <laughs> okay, now. Okay, Gerard, you're going to love this, Paul. You're going to love this, too, as a baseball fan. So I had to go interview all these guys. I mean, that was part of the fun. You had I to interview them. Black Jack McDowell? No, no, he wasn't one of the guys, but oh, it was okay. Kevin Brown. So uh, Brown was pitching for the Dodgers at the time against the Milwaukee Brewers. So I was in Minneapolis. I drove from Minneapolis to Milwaukee. Walkie to interview him. The tightest pants in MLB history for people that don't okay. remember Kevin Brown. Had the interview set up, he wouldn't talk to me when I got there. Really? Would not talk to me the next day or the day, that day because he was pitching the next day. Now, I get that, right? Fair. That's That's a thing with pitchers. Yeah. But they shouldn't have had me come down. I mean, that automatically got him a guilty verdict. Yeah. And he was a jerk, too, by the way. Top five worst Yankees of all time, too. Yeah, he was probably. a Yankee for oh, like 11 days. Yeah, exactly. New York totally was like, get that. this clown out of here. Hey, top yeah. number one, though, incentive in a contract. Remember when he put in the – when the Do Dodgers were owned by Fox – he put right. in his contract that he got like 40 hours a year of the fo one of the Fox private jets. Really? Smooth I negotiating move right there. Okay, so he was guilty because he was just such a jerk when I, when I had to deal with him. Big dude, too, though, right? Yeah, he was tall, like 6'5". Yeah, yeah. Ryan Leaf could not have been cooler. Innocent of all charges. We really? acquitted him. We acquitted him of being a jerk. Yeah. He, was, he was very cool. 
You know, I, I don't know the guy at all, but I would imagine one of the biggest jerks of all time. Probably a great guy, but he's a jerk regardless. Drew Henson. Drew Henson to me, yeah. this is a guy. Is he the guy that played at Michigan with Brady? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He just he, he comes in. Over Brady. Well, that, well, that's the thing. He's the greatest high school quarterback of all time. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'll be either going to go in the draft here, guys, or, or I got to play as a freshman. So his dad negotiates playing time with Lloyd Carr. <laughs> so he plays over this this nobody named Brady. Yeah. And he, he's losing half the games. Brady has to only play the second half of the games, come back, bring the team back, brought the team back in the bowl game. And then he, <laughs> he leaves and he's like, you know what? Baseball. No, I'm just going to go ahead and play for the Yankees. So he gets. He gets to bat 190-something in the minor leagues, still makes it to the big leagues because he signed a big league contract with the Yankees, is an absolute travesty at third base for the Yankees, and is like, you know what? I'll just go play quarterback for the for the Cowboys. That's fine. So this guy has signed a million-dollar contract, I think. Failed his way from Michigan to the Yankees to the Cowboys doing nothing. True that. But, nothing. But uh, Tom Brady owes his entire career to him because that's where he developed the chip on his shoulder from yeah. what happened at Michigan, falling to the sixth round, and he turned into the greatest. Do you think Tom Brady? Time. Do you think Tom Brady texted Drew Henson yesterday? And was like, "What's up, bro? How you doing?" <laughs> hey, by the way, let me get your opinion on when's, this. When's your gold jacket, bro? Yeah. Hey, so Brady was at the induction ceremony yes, for yeah. Peyton Manning. I know they're friends, but it's not like they're that tight. Did you Did you find it distracting that he was there? Well, I mean, Pey- Peyton invited him. Are you sure? Yes, yeah. Peyton invited him. I, I think that I think. Tom Brady has obviously the most uh, the utmost respect for him, and I think, again, when you these aren't like high school rivalries where it's like you grow up like you're a jerk, and these guys legitimately have appreciation for each other. And again, when you go into battle, at the end of the day, like it's not life or death. And I think these guys can just at the end of the day just respect their each other's game because for they're, sure. they're always going to be tied to each but other. But they're the perfect. They're the perfect juxtaposition of how you compete, like high-level competitor. It's like yeah. the the northern competitor versus the southern competitor was perfect. I'll never forget when it was before like their fourth AFC championship game in a row, Indianapolis versus New England. And they they asked Peyton Manning, uh, you know, so what's it like going up against Tom Brady four years ago? Well, you know, I got all the respect in the world for Tom, and but I play against defense. I don't play against Tom. And yeah. then they go to Tom Brady. What's it like? Screw that. I want to beat Peyton Manning, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got to outscore Peyton. Yeah. If Peyton scores 30, I got to score 31. So it's just like, you know, Peyton tries to play it off. Like, I don't play against Tom. I play against the defense. And Tom's like, no, I got to beat this man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> my initial reaction was I was thinking, was Peyton up there going, what, what are you doing here? I mean, this is my day. No, he definitely no, I 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. invited him. No, yeah. he invited okay. him. That just shows you where my mind But goes he didn't invite Giselle. Time. What's that about? <laughs> Let's dig deep into that one. Okay, as we tie a bow on this segment, take a little listen here to about 30 seconds of Peyton's induction speech, and then try to argue with me when I say he's going to be the next commissioner. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Peyton Manning for enshrinement into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Archie Manning. I don't know about you, but I'm not done with this game. I never will be. I'm committed to ensuring its future, and I hope you will join me in that commitment. As members of this honored class, we have a responsibility to make our game stronger. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you, and God bless football. All right, so Tom Brady, let's stay on him for just a second. So he, uh, you know, he's just this whole new guy since he came to Tampa Bay. He skips practices and goes to Canton, Ohio in the middle of the week. You know, he's on Instagram all day. But he's the most relevant guy and the most watched person in the NFL by far. And when he talks, people listen. And he had something to say last week where he basically told 
his uh, fellow NFL players to stop being ignorant. And what he was referring to is the fact that NFL franchise values have escalated so significantly recently, especially over the last year, even during the pandemic. And the fact that there was a new media contract that was negotiated and signed for the next seven years. Uh, there's the new NFL Players Association, uh, the collective bargaining agreement that's been done. So values rise at a huge level for NFL teams while the salary cap went down 18% this past year. So <laughs> Brady's saying, um, let's all wake up. We're being a bunch of idiots here. Mm -hmm. uh, the NFL owners are sticking it to us. Now, there's another side to that story, and it's the fact that the NFL lost $4 billion during the pandemic. Gerard, it's so easy for people to take sides. This is so black and white. You're either for the players or you're for the owners generally. This one you can see a little bit of both sides, but what was Brady trying to accomplish by saying this? I think Brady was trying to do what a lot of players are trying to do, and that is get rid of DeMarie Smith. I'm sorry, DeMarie Smith. Smith, forgive me. Um, this dude is so bad at his job. This players' union is so feckless, so toothless. Uh, the fact that they can't even stop teams from forcing unvaccinated players to be identified so they get bullied by the media. Um, there are guys that I know that are telling me, they're texting me saying, I can't even get a workout right now unless I'm vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Like, so, I mean, and, and these, are, these, these are black guys. So actual segregation. Like literal, they're they're being they're being stopped from getting job opportunities. I'm not gonna tell you who it is, but you can look into it. They're actually pretty active on social media and they're being pretty vocal about it. There are a bunch of things, right, that have been happening over the course of the years. And we just saw the first win for like athletic talent in since free agency really with these NILs. Okay. Mm -hmm. The next thing that's gotta go, guys, is the draft. The draft is a glorified slave auction. We just talked about Ryan Leaf. We talk about all these busts. We make fun of these people for half of this is none of it, not their fault. If you go in the top of the draft, you're going to an awful organization that doesn't know what they're doing. There's a lot of turnover. You look at what happened to a guy like David Carr. The guy got killed. Is David Carr a bust? Yeah, he's a bust. But what, 400 sacks in his first three years in the league? He didn't have a chance. Achilles Smith, all these guys, they are literally giving their body up. They Do you think they would have signed with those organizations had they been given the opportunity? Anybody out there who thinks the it's fun? Well, time out. I think the draft's a good thing, and I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Because in one season, a team can flip and go from mediocre to a playoff okay. contender. But that's you as a sports fan. Let me tell you, as, as a former athlete, right, should you not be allowed to choose where you play? Should no. you not be allowed to choose your not coach? Not all the time. Why? Uh, be, be, because this is just how it's been done. I mean, what this, do you mean? That's the worst argument uh, no, of all no, time. No, no, no. You don't want to empower <laughs> players that's the worst that much. You don't want to, well, well, what if everybody why, wanted why, to play for the Why Bucks? should we get rid of the king? Everybody, There's always been a would, king. Everybody would want to play for the Cowboys well, or the they Rams would. or something. They would absolutely not. Then you know what? Compete. You're making billions of dollars. Compete. Show these players why they should come to your but place. This is also There's only one starting quarterback. Everybody might want to play for the Bucks, but Tom Brady's there. You're not going to go. Compete, but it's still a franchise model. At the end of the day, these aren't individual teams. These, it's still a franchise, and each. Now, I I agree with you. There's maybe a middle ground there, but I don't think the the pure abolition of the draft would work. Why? Because of competitive balance. Bull BS. Because so they will actually there's free agency. Because, that was the argument against free agency. But you would lose but, more money. You would lose that, more that money was if, the, if there's a bottom. This is this argument's been had for a hundred years. This was the argument against free agency back when but Comiskey wouldn't wouldn't do it a hundred years ago in baseball. But Jacksonville's now relevant because they just got Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville's so, now relevant because they got Urban Meyer. I, I'd say Trevor well, Lawrence. Trevor more Lawrence. So, more so. Did they draft? Did they draft Urban Meyer? So why can coaches choose where they want to go? You could still sign and a new contract afterwards. Here, what do you here, mean? And, 
like you, you can work four years on one team and then four go to years another. of getting your body absolutely <laughs> destroyed. But somebody and then has you get to, to play quarterback for those bad teams. Someone's going to get their body destroyed. It's just the way. Yeah, it is. let them choose. Look at college football. Let them though. choose. There's yeah, only four teams I, that could legitimately compete. I don't think. I don't want that model. That, one, that's not true. Two, name name the fifth team that could have won the national championship last year. You got Clemson. You've got uh, Alabama. You got Clemson. You've got Alabama. You've Ohio got Georgia. State. You got Ohio State. You have. You don't think that any of the pack. Uh, you don't think Texas A and M can compete. You don't think eventually, that eventually, eventually, not, th- not for the title. No, you don't think Michigan can compete. Nope. No, God, no, not right no. now. Not, well, it's not because right Harbaugh is bad, but you yeah. don't think they can compete. I They're mean, not going to beat Alabama. They should be. They're able not going to beat Alabama. Yeah. LSU can't beat Alabama. Well, well, they have Clemson. Auburn can't beat Alabama. No, I said there's four teams that could beat Alabama. I've already mentioned what six, seven, eight. I no, mean, you're, you're six or seven or eight teams that, that should be able to because they're traditional powers. They should be able to reload. And, and by the way, the seventies, that seventies was that model. And by the way, all those players get to choose where they want to go. Yeah, especially yeah. So now. Then, so the where? But there's, but there's more was, teams. What was yeah. Clemson when we were growing up? Clemson was a joke. It was an afterthought. They yeah. Then they got Dabo Sweevy, and what happened? Competitive yeah. balance. Yeah, Here, they're in the ACC. Here's one reason I think that they won't abolish the draft is it's the TV event that's huge for the NFL. I, I know they won't. Yeah, but also this is goes back to what just to bring this back to what Tom Brady was saying. The players keep giving, 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 giving. They never freaking get. Yeah. They gave a 17th game, got no extra money in the cap. Yeah, I didn't agree with okay? that. Okay, I didn't agree with that. They 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 get no guaranteed money in their contracts. They're the yeah. only professional sport right now. Some of it is guaranteed. Only on your second contract. Yeah, if you're so, a rookie, it's not guaranteed. No, you're right. Money. They basically have year to year contracts, but they, they are no, no, no. Better there's there's guarantee in the there's, there's guarantees because you're signing bonus. Yeah, you signing. know, the other point that Brady made is okay, you look at the Tampa Bay Bucks. They increased in value by $700 million mm-hmm. in one year because of Tom Brady. They went from yeah. the 29th most valuable franchise in the NFL to the 21st. Every NFL team is worth probably $2 billion minimum. I mean, every single, even the Bengals are, are worth over $2 billion. Now, here's the question I have, Paul. You look at a guy like Tom Brady. You look at, and probably him, maybe a Drew Brees you'd put in this category, but a guy who's meant so much for a franchise. Yeah. One singular player who has personally raised the level of the franchise value, and an owner is smart enough to know it. Are there side deals that go on to take care of these guys? Because Brady's yes. only making $33 million. Well, I mean, that that's not that much compared well, to some of the other quarterbacks well, in the league. understand, too, you're also making money through marketing, through... Yeah. So your team is also setting you up for other events, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but they don't look at it like that. They they think, okay, I look at across the locker room and someone's making more than me. Do you think there's side deals? Do you think a craft? Do you think the Glazer family or what, whoever what it is I, has, has side deals in place with these? The, the old school USFL personal services contract. <laughs> yeah. The uh, dude. What I love about Tom Brady, what I really, and this is, and you said it best, man. He's in this like back the back nine. He's in the Phil Mickelson. I'm in the Masters tour, but still competing phase of his career. Yeah. What I love about him is that he's saying this about his fellow players, and he doesn't even maximize his own contract ability. He actually intentionally goes in the other direction to allow his teams to compete. He screws the players' union by not resetting the quarterback market every single time. Josh Allen makes three times as much as he makes Mm -hmm. in guaranteed money. He does that on purpose because he knows he's got millions and millions of dollars in advertising. He doesn't need the money. He wants the championships, and he understands legacy is worth more on the back end. So he's looking at his players and going, guys, do I got a spoon feed you here? Yeah. Like what? About, what are you guys yeah. doing but here, he, man? He also has a wife that makes a hundred million a year too. That helps. But all, well, it all adds and we up. were talking about the other day with Calvin Johnson, and you know, Lions offered him uh, five hundred thousand dollars for a three-year contract. Ultimately, he turned it down. Um, Wait, you know, time th- out. What? 
500,000? 500,000 a year. To do a, uh, to be an ambassador. To work for the team, right. I think it was 40 hours appearances and stuff? Yeah, all that. And that was ultimately over his signing bonus. Lions asked him to pay it back. That was like their way to bridge it, ultimately. But I... Do I think there could be those type of side deals? I don't think it's like you know old school uh, uh, the program where you know guys handing you a, a wad of a hundred thousand. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred. But also that's that's the so that's the New York tax. Have you ever noticed New York and LA have to pay pay above market value because people yeah. realized starting about four or five years ago when they got rid of these uh, tax deductions where you couldn't you know that used to be. Sorry, forgive me. It used to be you were able to only claim the days you were in the state. Oh, right, right, for right. your taxes. So if you only had, uh, you know, eight home games in New Jersey, you only had to pay New Jersey on those eight games. Yeah, right now, yeah. they got rid of that. They're coming for the home money. So you can't say that I'm, you know, you can't do the old Derek Jeter. I live. Don't in, you have I live to pay every single state where you play a game now? You do, yeah. And, yeah. But you have to pay your income tax in your home of residence. So you can't do the whole Derek Jeter. I live in Florida. And, Jer- uh, yeah. and Jersey's home residence is if you're there for three months now. For Murphy's the worst. So. The, the point I'm trying to say is the agents ca- caught up to it. There's no hometown discounts yeah. in, Orla- yeah. in L.A. or New York. So how they offset that is we're going to get you the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. We're going to get yeah, you this yeah, commercial. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get you the time. And I think in the case of a Brady or some of these uh, iconic players, there is there has to be a side deal with the owner. Uh, you know, we'll set up this LLC for you. or, or I, There's got to be a way yeah. for them Maybe to donate Brady, to I'm telling you, Brady, this is what's cool about Tom Brady, man. He's literally talking to players that need to know this, and it doesn't benefit him whatsoever. Yeah, It's not about him in this regard. He's literally looking at his other players, and he's being like, guys, you need to wake wow. the F up. Did you just say Brady's going to be the next commissioner? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, I would love, love, love to see him be the next head of the Players Union, boy. Yeah. He's never going to quit playing. I saw When you watched him at that Hall of Fame induction for Peyton Manning, he, he looks like he's 32. Yeah. Yeah, I he looks know. younger. That's uh, it's crazy. Okay, so you know the contracts are getting big, and there's four some gallons big... of water a day. Then Tama, yeah, and avocado ice cream, <laughs> and the whole thing that he does. So if you if you had a chance to see some of the big contracts that have been signed lately, I mean that's nothing new in sports. I mean big money is, has been around forever. Um, but Steph Curry just signed a huge deal, right? Mm-hmm. Averaging about fifty million per season. Luka Doncic got the biggest like second contract that's ever been handed out Steph in the NBA. Steph Curry signed two $200 million yes, contracts. That reminds me of Kevin Garnett or Larry Fitzgerald. Those oh. are the guys that cashed in so big. Luka Doncic, five years, $207 million. Yeah. You know, in the NFL, Josh Allen, what, he's won one playoff game? Yeah. $43 million per season. Mahomes, he's got a $45 million Mahomes. a year contract. He deserves it. Dak Prescott at $40 million a year, and he can't even practice right Good now. Luck. Deshaun Watson, $39 million. In the MLB, you, know you got massages you can get for $39 million? <laughs> Oh, my God. You know how many attorney fees you can pay for that kind yeah, of money? Yeah, exactly. Francisco Lindor's making $45 million, a little bit overpaid in MLB. Trevor Bauer, enough said there, $39 million. And Mike Trout, thirty-eight and a half. So the question is, who's worth Le- it? And you know, Messi's making more than all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once he can find a team. Um, no, he just did. Oh, Par- he signed PSG. Yeah, Paris Saint-Germain. Messi update? Yeah, he just uh, switched to PSG, which is like an incredible squad now. Yeah. Paris Saint-Germain. He's what, 35? Yeah. Uh, 34, 34 okay. 35, something like that. All right. Allowed to take steroids, by the way, legally. People oh, don't yeah, know his this. growth hormones, yeah. He's allowed to take Not growth anymore, hormones. though, just when he was younger. No, no, no. Dan, like, do you I know think the per year? Okay, so I'm going to ask you guys this question. Uh, 90 million per year, I believe. 90 million per year? Holy. <laughs> Is that insane? <laughs> okay. Soccer mixer. <laughs> question for you guys. Who, what sport has the athletes oh. that are worth those types of, where do you get the payback? 
Which league? Wait, 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 wait. Where wait. do you get a Worth? return on okay. the, an ROI on that huge money? Because there's certain positions you have to pay for. It's just part of doing business in sports. But if you look at, say, the NAS- top 10 contracts NASCAR, in one sport. because they just drive around billboards for <laughs> yeah, three hours. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, the NBA gets paid, but they get paid for two reasons. There's only 12 of them, and they all have their face on TV nonstop. Yeah. There's no mask covering it. There's no hat covering it. You know exactly it, what every NBA the player looks like. the whole time. You don't know what NFL yeah. goes yeah. like I, I think unequivocally, without a doubt, if you're going to like justify these $50 million per year contracts, there's one sport where you do it. It's the NBA. I I'll tell you why. Here's the top 10 paid players in the NBA. Steph Curry, number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. He's at 45. It kicks into about 50 after a couple of years. James Harden, $44 million a year. John Wall, $44 million a year. Yikes. Chris Paul's right there at 44. Russell Westbrook, $44 million. Kevin Durant, $42 million. LeBron James, $41 million. Giannis at well, $39. did Durant just resign yesterday? Yeah, yeah, two or, two or three days ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to up. You know, that's their first year. Got it goes higher. Yeah. It's at about 50. So I, say, I think Chris country. Paul's is just lowered. Yeah, yep. and what he's going to be 40 when he's But he signed 100 ends. million. But don't worry, sports fan at home, <laughs> you got a $1,200 stimulus check. So. <laughs> Damian Lillard is at 39 million, and Paul George at 39. Now, here are the top 10 in the NFL. You have Pat Mahomes at 45, Josh Allen at 43, Dak Prescott, 40 million, like I mentioned, Deshaun Watson, 39 million a year, Russell Wilson's 35, Aaron Rodgers, 33 million, Jared Goff, 33 and a half. Go Kirk, Lions. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk <laughs> Cousins, who might That's not money well spent. Stealing money. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, who might miss half the season. Yep. I mean, if you're following that story, he's making 33. Stealing I have not. Money. What's that story? Car- well, he, he, you know, he's not vaccinated, and his coach is completely annoyed at him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they make it so much difficult, like we talked about on our previous episode. They fired the players. best that, offensive line coach in the league. Yeah, because yeah, I heard about you that. have to get vaccinated if you're a coach. And if you're not, you're gone. Period. They, and he's the best offensive line coach in the league. And, and Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's already you know, had close proximity, so he's had to miss four practices. That's one to watch with the Minnesota oh, Vikings. Care. Bet the under on their... I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. I am betting the under on Minnesota Vikings' win total for the year. Carson Wentz, 32, and Matt Ryan. He's now, out. here's my point. Here's my point, guys. In the NBA, you only have two out of that top 10 highest paid players that have no shot of winning the title. That's John Wall and Dame Lillard. Okay? Right. No chance. That's where win. Dame ends up, right? He's, yeah, in, he's in Miami, be, isn't he? Yeah, no, no, he's no, in no, Portland. No. He's so, in Portland. Assuming he's yeah. not traded. Only two of that 10 have no shot. In the NFL, only four have a legitimate chance to win. Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, you, so, again, you have one of 12 makes that money, or yeah. you have one of 53 makes that money. So Yeah. By the way, okay, a little trivia here for you. Baseball, by far, worst return on the dollar. That's not true. It depends on who it is. No. Also, I have an update. What, what, what would, on look at just what, these three names. None of those guys are What would, are Jacob, what would, what would Jacob deGrom be worth? He win, if, he, if he wins you 19 He doesn't even games. get them to the playoffs. Yeah, but if they traded him to a playoff contender down the stretch, I think a team would pay, pay $20 what would million Jacob, for a yeah, month. What would, exactly. Yeah. What would he be worth? If he's healthy. Okay. You, you literally would have to. This is, And I'm sure that there's some stat geek out there that's done yeah. this. What is the actual cost per win in yeah. Major League Baseball? Yeah. What is the cost per win? And this guy gives you a chance to win 35 times a year. I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, Billy, Billy Bean's games. figured it out. Yeah, top, one-fifth of, the, of your games, he gives you a chance to win every single top one. Top of the list, Clayton Kershaw. Over a, he's 100 wins over 500 in his career. I mean, and he, just, and he hasn't even had good stuff in like two, yeah. three yeah, years. Yeah, I know, right? And he finally, you know, excelled in the playoffs last year. All right, 
first million-dollar athletes, if we want to go back down memory lane here, Dave Parker back in 1979 oh, yeah. signed a five-year, $5 million contract. Nolan Ryan yeah. that same year was also one of the first million-dollar players. Yeah. Four years, $4.75 Well, you got, you got to remember one of the greatest quotes, of, again, of all time. In I believe it was 1926, maybe 1927, yeah. in the teeth of the Depression, yeah. uh, Babe, Babe Ruth, Ruth became the first $100,000 athlete. And one of the one of the reporters was like, "How? what, did, what do you think about making more money than the president and he goes i had a better year yeah <laughs> i thought it was like he, uh if the president could hit the ball further than me then he would get paid that much or something no, like he that. said yeah, i had a better year That's what i, he said. I oh, don't yeah, okay. i don't begrudge any player that make look what you're talking about is the top of the very world and what you do if yeah. you are the very best in the world at backgammon you're gonna make millions of dollars if you and make, if people want to see you of course yeah if you are the best in the world at literally anything yeah. You are going to make top of the Absolutely. market money. Yeah. So look, we we look at these guys. We we know what they make. You know what I mean. So we're able to have these conversations. But there's people that are making a couple million dollars a year who own car washes. You know yeah. what I'm saying. So as long as you're great at what you do, I I don't begrudge anybody who makes this kind of income. That's, and of course and, not. I I was just talking. And about they're driving ROI. a bunch of other industries too. Let's yeah. not. Like but, I said, they do advertising. They do. So they're driving the shoe market, clothing, apparel. Sure. TV, sure, sure, TV sure. Media rights. The the issue now that that I do have is when they make this kind of money and they never do any sort of infrastructure improvements for the fan. When they never do anything to improve the fan experience, when they just keep drilling the fan for more money on this with yeah. the PSLs with the Jets a few years back, mm. like that's the type of stuff where it's like, all right, guys, you know, you, you yeah, gotta, like, uh, like I don't know if you heard, but like Doncic already said, oh, I'm opening up uh, basketball camps in Slovenia. I'm rebuilding the court. Uh, that I played up and grew up on because I want you know other Slovenian kids to have that same opportunity yeah, I had dope. growing up. So you know that's the type of thing that you hope these guys do. I know Steph Curry I think does uh, stuff similar in the uh, San Francisco oh, yeah, area. Oh yeah, yeah, he's doing huge things. It was funny because uh, Cuban and and the executives, the top executives for the Mavericks, flew there yeah. to get him to sign on Tuesday. He's actually going to sign that contract. I mean, what you have to talk him into it? I mean, why do you even have I to mean, go there? Isn't that something that you can email to him and listen, say, "Scan Tom, it back in, to me." In, in fairness, you know, uh, there, there's capital gains taxes, and you know, <laughs> it's, uh, this is you know, it's only about a hundred million after. Taxes. By the way, it wasn't just Cuban. By the way, he flew like you know all the executives, yeah, Michael know, right? Finley, yeah. uh, the GM, Jason. Kid, he flew everybody out there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing how much these guys like need to be pampered. Yeah, you know, it kind of really is a little Could, bit. Couldn't be like, five guys. I need ten guys. No, no, no. You know what? Though? I, look, hey, Pat, on my next I, contract. Do you think, do you think Luka Doncic said, "I want, I want the cavalry to come in here"? I don't know. Uh, I feel like everybody's watching what the Aaron Rodgers saga, and they're yeah. they're like they're getting in their brain trust together and be like, make sure our best players hugged. Get him in. Get him involved in the conversations. Like, yeah. let's, yeah, you know. Okay, so if you think salaries are big now, wait till the next two or three years. You know, I've been in sports 25 years, covering it, been involved in it at a high level. I've never seen so much change as we're going through right now. What we're, what we're seeing in college sports, I mean, wait till we actually see the byproduct of NIL and yeah. everything that's going on in college. And, and with the transfer portal in college sports, how things can change, there's essentially free agency in college there's, football. There's, it's interesting you say that. I think that there's a middle class out there. I think that there is a chance for secondary leagues to come out where guys can just make like a living wage, a couple, you know, 50, 60 grand a year, where they don't have to, to scrounge around. And you can have a secondary league that doesn't have any, any of the political stuff that we're quarterbacks can actually get hit when you know the problem is the yeah. more and more this goes the less and less contact there's going to be in sports yeah. and and if you enjoy sports for the contact and competition nobody's going to want to put a 200 million dollar asset at risk yeah so well, they're, they're going to change the rules of the game. 
We'll make sure that happens. Well, dude, right I, I just I just think look, they're gonna kill the golden goose, man. Uh-huh. If they keep making more and more money and they and they start and they compete less and less entertainingly, yeah. right? Like we talked about I, this I, a couple I, weeks I, ago. I don't buy into it. I, I think the NFL quality of product is as high as it's ever been. I disagree. Man, I love it. I don't need the nineties big hits, people separating their shoulders, getting the concussion. They, I don't they, like fighting in hockey. I, I kind of like the speed. Oh, well, me and you just really, really watch yeah. no, sports we, for completely we, we different do. reasons. I, I disagree with the fighting. You, you missed the. I miss dunks in basketball. I hate the '90s NBA. I oh hated my god, that we just, Yeah, well, me and you just completely, <laughs> completely different, different. We, you like okay. you like you like 42 minutes of jump shots, man. Oh god, yeah. You like mean, you, you you like someone driving down the lane and, and having to check into the hospital? I mean, for, no. For I people for that, that don't know, for the young kids watching middle this today, I need you to Google one thing and just watch YouTube for the next few minutes after you get done with this episode, and it's Sean Kemp. Just <laughs> YouTube Sean Kemp, and you tell me if you'd like to see a little of that in your okay, NBA. But I right? love Sean Kemp. Reminds me of a player playing right now with his finesse and athletic ability, flying high, dunking, going crazy. He, he, Sean Kemp played today. He'd be posting up 30 oh feet God. from the basket shooting jump shots. Yeah, maybe, but he wouldn't have to because— Dude, I, I, Major League Baseball, horrible product. Horrible product they're putting out right now. The NFL, it takes until six, seven weeks into the season before any offense gets going because they don't they don't practice with pads. Yeah. They don't they don't know how to run the football anymore. There's no offensive line because they don't hit. The yeah. tackling is yes, atrocious. But half the guys from the eighties and nineties don't know that they played in the eighties and nineties. So I, there, there, there has right. to be I hear you. a middle okay, ground. Right. I hear you. Um, okay. You know, it doesn't have to be mutant league. I get it. You but, know, in Rome, gladiators used to face off, but and it is, was amazing. This is bread and circus, people bro. This is bread and circus. You know, my point was, you know, there's going to be even more money pumped into sports at every level because of gambling right now, mm-hmm. and and just the evolution of the league's acceptance. Every league. And their acceptance with gambling is truly off the charts. When you consider in 2012, every commissioner in professional sports, NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL, all said it was not only a horrible idea, but it was dangerous. It was going to corrupt the sport, destroy people. Now it's a, far, it's a far <laughs> different tune right now. Gambling, sports gambling is becoming legal all over the country. Barstool Sports just announced that they're going to open up two sports bars primarily for gambling. Mm-hmm. Chicago and Philly are their first spots, and you know that's going to be franchised out, and they're going to be everywhere. And the Cardinals just uh, opened up, or they're going to be opened yes, up they next did. year. They're going to have betting uh, inside their stadium. And it took, sports book it took exactly, what, a day before Evander Kane was like, I yeah. can get in on some of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get the Chicago Cubs with a $100 million per year year deal I, I think with DraftKings or one of the gambling sites yep. so it is here it is huge it is unbelievable um you know there's so many directions you can go with this and, and one of them has always been the fear that could games be compromised uh and I'll give you my opinion on that I don't see players taking a side payment to throw a game I mean that happened no. in the 80s and the 90s when there was so little money involved these players are making so much money no I mean, they, oh, no time out a, they would be found out, caught immediately. How? They're not smart enough to get away with it. Oh, oh, please, digital. I mean, they will track their cell phones. There's no way. It's there's not enough upside for throwing a game. I mean, they make a couple hundred grand for just playing. Not the game. all of them. I don't. I don't see that happening. What I do N- see, not the biggest- all of them, but there there will always be guys like Peyton Manning, like Tom Brady. Those guys will just simply not stand up for it. 
Now, will there be guys that do it? I, I, wait, there will be. Who, you, who you don't, do you don't think, you don't think, you don't think Delonte do West would have thrown a game if he could have thrown a game? Okay, but let me sure, ask you this. Sure, but Luka Doncic isn't going to throw the game. Well, it, don't, it doesn't need to be everybody. It needs to be one so person Gerard, with the ball in his Gerard, sense. with your expertise yeah. and your knowledge of the mafia and their history and everything, I mean, who's going to be paying these guys? Some some high roller in Vegas that wants to you know make a few extra hundred thousand? Is it the mafia? Is it, Who would actually yeah. be going to the I mean, players to try to millions, alter? It would be millions and millions and millions of dollars. I just don't see it happening. I don't see. I on, think on 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 what though? You don't think an MLS player would throw a game? You don't think an NHL player would throw a game? You don't think a a, a point guard would affect a point a a, a a point spread? Of course they would. If they've done okay, it. Okay, time out. Listen, then are you saying it's happening right now? If they've done it in the past, they will do it in the future. Humans are. I, humans no, no, are I, I agree. I agree with that point, but I, I still think there will be enough of policing to and and self policing to keep it in check. It won't be perfect. Like you're saying, all it takes is one person to throw a game. Mm-hmm. Of course, sure. I, I don't think it's a, a 100 percent thing. Let me let me give but you. But if you can keep it 95, percent I think your your, let, your product is still legitimate. No. Let me let me give you a a scenario. Okay, I play for Rutgers University, Division One. Not a great program. We're going up against Ohio State. The point spread is 22. We're gonna get smoked. All right, we play hard. Whatever. We're still gonna get smoked. So I'm the point guard of that team. I don't get the NILs that this person does. All right, I make maybe a couple grand. All right, I'm, go- I'm going to be an accountant when this is all said and done. Somebody comes up to me and says, hey, kid, how would you like 10 grand? Just make sure you lose by 22. You're going to lose by 22 anyway. Just make sure you lose by 22. Oh, but Easiest thing in the, the world. The scenario you just in laid the out. world. You just laid out is then that must be happening all the time. I think it's happening a lot more than people want to admit. And you think it's in college sports primarily, college I think basketball? Absolutely, especially when you have one double A teams that are playing early on, where you know Alabama's gonna gonna beat them by thirty anyway. Uh, I think it's harder in football because you'd have to get the quarterback. Yeah, it's but in basketball, easy. One or two guys who have the ball in their hands. Baseball, easy. Pitchers have bad days all the time. All right. <laughs> you know, here's yeah. the other thing too: is is you hockey? Know, you get a goalie. Easy. Now you're talking about the Russian mob. Oh, man, I don't, that, that's too many things. Well, maybe with the Russian mob involved now, I get Easy. it. Um, the Easy. Other, the other danger zone that people may point to in this situation is because of the influx of, of new gamblers and, and just how readily people are going to be able to place bets on games. Heck, they place bets on what the outcome of the next pitch is in Major League Baseball. That is a big deal right now, yeah. guessing what the next pitch is, whether a ball or strike. But <clears throat> how you, about that? How about in-game betting? No, right? it's there. That's but, why the but, pace of play in so baseball is actually applauded by so some let, people. So let's say that that okay, I I I I, I, I went through a divorce. All right, I have a lifestyle that that I want. I'm I, oh yeah, I got a hundred million dollars, but it's already accounted for between my divorce, my bad investments, my this and that. But I need I need to live this lifestyle. I I can't go you know live in a two hundred thousand dollar house. Everybody knows who I am. So maybe I don't throw the game because I've got integrity. But I let. This guy know. Hey, look, first pitch of the game is a fastball. <laughs> first pitch of the game is a fastball. Hey, I'm, I'm coming out for the for the Super Bowl. I'm wearing white wristbands. All right, so it's prop bet. Yeah, I mean, you tell me. Yeah, I mean, is that prop scenario are, possible? Prop bets yes, are way it's possible. easier. It's but possible. Here, point spread, very easy. Here, point, here's the point I, I get was it. getting at. But then, but I'm also as a gambler, like don't bet on that stuff. So I think there has to be how about in game like betting? education? Yes, but Gosh, you know what? How about would... in game betting? I won't look. I'm gonna try because as an athlete, you're trying to you know you you've, you've got your morals. But now you're down by 26 at halftime, and you text your boy, been like, yo, put it in. That's it. Yo, put it in. They know what that means, and you make sure there's no run in the second half, and that you lose by 22. 
I think that's where social media will play a larger role because look at Evander Kane. You're, uh, would you're you have ever be... found out about Evander Kane if his if his wife didn't put him on Front Street? Nobody yeah, would have ever found. I know, but look. of course he denied it. Of but course the, he denied it. But that's the whole point: is it, you're gonna. Get, but there's a nine. There's a nine out. game stretch. Yeah. There's a nine game stretch where Evander Kane played really, 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 really yeah. poorly, and they oh. lost eight out of nine. Yeah. So what Gerard's talking about is Evander Kane for the San Jose Sharks. His wife. Now they're going through a divorce, or they're they are divorced, and he was kind of throwing it in her face, you know, with dating another girl. She got pissed. She went to Instagram and basically said that, hey, well, would uh, Batman be interested in learning about you know, hey, one of their players? At NHL, how hey, long is it going to take you? To figure out that yeah. one of your players is throwing games, betting on his own team, the whole thing. I, if they go deep on that thing, man, that, that could open a can of words. He's done, and you, then to your point, you wonder how many other people are doing it. Now, just to refute your one point about, hey, you come out for a prop bet or you bet on you know, the pitch, the next pitch, I just don't think there's enough money on that. If you put $100,000 on one pitch, that's going to raise red flags. So I yeah, don't know yeah, if yeah. you do so that. They, they have, so Proxies. What they, well, what they have is they, they have betting irregularities, and they won't pay out on it. So, again, the problem becomes, guys, all right, may know about this i may not the problem becomes if you do it once you have to do it every single time i tell you to do it yeah yeah because See, i got you once yeah yeah i got you forever hey go yeah. in the future these nfl quarterbacks are gonna have to wear two those wristbands you know figure out who they're taking care of which gamblers and then the play is over <laughs> here all right third quarter i got a fumble uh okay incomplete yeah. pass at the beginning of the fourth think about think about a a triple a pitcher let's say okay yeah, but there's no money well there's i no guess triple a pitcher can you i guess you not making any money that. yeah you get called up to the bigs Okay, you get called up to the bigs, you have a bad day. Everybody has a bad day, kid. Don't feel bad. Today's just not your day. <laughs> oh, man. I think, but your come on, you were minor league baseball player. You finally get a chance to go to the MLB. You are not throwing a game. You are not fixing a Bro, game. you don't know people's – you don't have no idea what their debt is. You have no right. idea well, who I'm they're thinking, into, what I'm they have. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm telling you it is happening. No, I get that. But I'm saying is that at the end of the day, the sport, for the most part, is still – somewhat regulated and somewhat like it's still a good product that people have faith in it you know here's so the thing. it's not gonna it's not gonna i, I don't think the the, the the tide is gonna shift so much to where gambling's gonna go out of control and it's it's gonna happen like i said it's a five maybe ten percent i'd say this is like much, having but. a conversation with you 10 years ago they'd be like yo dude tom brady is deflating the football because they're easier to catch there's no <laughs> hey, way hey, people would feel the football hey, how would they not know gerard and paul how here's the bigger question though Will the league even want to know this? No, no. Exactly. I mean, how much are they going to investigate? Because if exactly. they if they shine the spotlight on one incident, then it's all opening up, and there goes. Like I said, that, I think five percent is a healthy train. number. David Stern is the greatest commissioner in the history of sports because he saw what the steroid scandal did to baseball, and then it started creeping into the NFL. And he goes, "We are not testing for steroids. Wait, wait, wait. we are not the marijuana. We're not. Well, the, wait, then, Stern is the NBA. Stern, yeah." Okay. Yeah, did I say MLB? You said NFL. Oh, my bad. He, I, I, he's the greatest commissioner in the history of sports, any sport, Got all it. sports. He saw what they did in Major League Baseball and was like, oh, no, we're no, not no, testing no, for no, marijuana. No, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. I guess, you know, the other avenue you can go with this is when you have new gamblers coming out, sports bettors that maybe aren't very good at it and they get very upset and they lose a lot of money. How much can they lash out at the player and blame a player? Now we're talking about non fixed games, okay? We're talking about. Now, Ask yourself. You know, there was a few instances in the NBA at the end of the season with what uh, Kyrie Irving, yeah. right? And somebody yeah. spat or a, spat at one of the players. And I think Russell Westbrook oh, right. had a bucket of popcorn oh, yeah. dumped on Too him. Much. So there's three or four incidents in the playoffs. And, and you could say, okay, were they losing money uh, on a bet? And are they blaming these players? I know a lot of these players' DMs just get inundated. I mean, fans are are blowing them up. 
right? You screw you, you cost me five grand, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Plus, you'll hear the NFL players that say, before a game, hey, I got you. You know, someone else is injured. I move you up. you got to have a good game. They'll get hundreds of, of messages it like that. It brings me back. I've, I've pitched this idea to Hollywood, and they've said no. Tom, you got to help me, sure. man. I've, I've, I've got a script. It's a remake of Celtic Pride. Only this time, instead of the, them wanting the Celtics to is win. Is that Sandler and Damon Wayans? That is Damon Wayans, yeah. and it is uh, not Adam Sandler. It's it's oh, Dan Aykroyd Daniel and Stern. Uh, Daniel Stern. Yeah, from Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, Daniel and they, Stern. And they, uh, yeah. they, so, they, so the people that don't know, two massive Celtics fans kidnap Damon Wayans, who's a star of the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, so their beloved Celtics could win the NBA Finals. Yeah, it was Daniel Stern. We got to remake that thing, yeah. only it's... I'm in the Super Bowl of my fantasy championship, and I'm kidnapping Patrick Mahomes so that he can, you know, I got to, my, my wife's going to leave me. I got a mortgage payment. I'm sorry, Patrick. I got to kidnap you. The, like something like I that. I love the idea. As much of a joke as it is, something like that becomes more and more feasible every single day where it's like, yeah. I am in the Super Bowl of this high level fantasy football league. If I win this, I get 50 grand. I'm sorry, Tyreek Hill. You're coming in my trunk. I, 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 love, I, love, like, I love the idea, and I'll tell you why. Because that original, was it Celtic Pride? That movie yeah. does not hold up. No. If you watch it now, I wanted my son to see it because it had something to do with the NBA. I thought it'd be kind of fun. It just Some movies hold up. Jerry Maguire, a movie from the mid-90s, yeah, yeah. holds up well. Yeah. Celtic Pride does not. Not only does Jerry Maguire hold up well, it's almost prescient how they were talking about concussions in the beginning of the yeah. movie. They were way ahead of it. Yeah. I, I only watch that if Patrick Mahomes have just as good as a cameo as Dan Marino did in Ace Ventura. <laughs> it's none of your damn business, and I'm thinking to stay out of my personal affairs. You know, and final final thing here, I think one sport to really keep your eye on if there's going to be people vulnerable for, for you know, fixing matches or uh, impacting the outcome of a game to make money, it's tennis. They, they're having that trouble they now. Are, they? they are already. After a tournament in uh, over in Europe recently, I think 20 tennis players were interviewed, and it, it's probably happening at a high level in tennis right now. Do you know right what now. the most corrupt sport in the world is, apparently? What is that? Highlight. Highlight is apparently the single most corrupt sport. <laughs> I, I was like, heard of I it. was like, more than horse racing. Like horse racing, for people that don't know, is almost completely fixed. Yeah. For people that don't know, horse racing outside of like the three races they put on television, maybe it's almost all fixed. So that's why I never win. Huh? That's why I never. Uh, win. You need to know the right people, Paulie. You need to know the right people. But yeah, it's um, yeah. As a guy who grew up in the shadow of the Mammoth Racetrack, just trust me on this one. You know, the uh, if if you think a horse is gonna win because it's the best horse, it, it may not be the best horse that day. You gotta you gotta be careful. With <laughs> you gotta get to those jockeys. Yeah. Pay them off. Okay. Last topic here, and um, the Olympics just concluded. And, you know, I enjoyed watching the Olympics way more than I thought I would. I have Hulu, and they made it really easy. You know, you got five different options. They'll tell you the event that's going on. So I enjoyed it. I didn't watch it every single day, all day. I, at night, I'd watch it with the kids. I mean, there were some great moments. The 400-meter hurdles, both men and women, phenomenal world record set in both of them. I love beach volleyball because my city I live in is always well-represented. We win it every year, Manhattan Beach. The ladies from Manhattan Beach won it again this year. So, Shout out. So I thought it was pretty good. The ratings were down for NBC. We all knew that. But here's the most one of the most telling things, two things. Number one, they did a great job with the bubble. Period. End of discussion. And all this talk about should the Olympics be canceled, right? State of emergency in Japan. Was I don't... Tom, Tom Zenner, when I last time was on here, did you make a prediction about this, Tom? I'm, I'm, having, I'm struggling it, to remember. Gerard, let me make a note here. You have a hard time with people that take a stand <laughs> and are bold. 
Okay, and ultimately are proven I, right. I, I did ninety five percent of the what, time. What happened? I, I I failed to recall. Was it? Do uh, you like listening to the podcast where everybody agrees? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me give you these figures. Okay, so there were six hundred and twenty four thousand COVID tests administered to officials, um, coaches, and the athletes. 430 positive cases, zero serious cases. That's 0.02 positive rate. Wow, it's almost like the whole thing might have been a bit overblown, huh? A little bit overblown. Now, now here's my problem. Number one, they announced this a few days ago. We're we're taping this on Tuesday. You don't see one story in the media championing this, Mm -hmm. congratulating them. Yeah, or maybe even saying, hey, man, maybe we overreacted a little bit. You don't see one story like that. Here's Retractions, the other, that does not Here's happen. the other question. Were masks necessary? I mean, you oh, look at the... the, the why are you doing this to me, Tom? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> we're having a good podcast Let, let me just here, pull man. you in. Talking I'm, talking about sports. About, I'm talking about for the athletes. Talking about sports, now we're okay, talking about well, politics. Let, okay, let me move on. The, this Olympics is done, and we're going to wrap it up with this. Uh, and the next one is 173 days away. The Winter Olympics are coming up, and brace yourself, everybody. You think this one was politically charged? No. The Winter Olympics are coming up in Beijing, the birthplace of coronavirus. I mean, where we, this is going to be something to really follow because, you know, uh, the media is going to have to cover this. And are they going to buy, uh, fall into the line of saying, hey, COVID's under control in China. It shouldn't be a problem. Are they going to openly say, hey, this is a mess. We shouldn't go there. We should boycott. So it's going to get – I w- where's Salt Lake City when you need it, right? Why can't the next Olympics be in Salt Lake City? It would be a lot better. But that's where we're headed. But, um, guys, good topic. I think we solved some world issues in yeah, sports. Right, thanks, so. Had some good Absolutely. stuff. You know, look forward to it in a couple of weeks. Do Dur- you gamble on sports, though? I don't gamble that much on sports. Now, here's what I will do. I will do big parlays because I don't want to get involved in – I don't want to watch sports like that. And I don't – I don't really want to lose that kind of money because ultimately you will, no matter what you know about sports. But I love going to Vegas and doing big parlays Got because it. I March think Madness. I like doing uncut March Madness. NFL. Yeah. I think I know enough where I could do three or four parlays and get yeah. really close on one or two of them, maybe even win one of them. All right, turn five dollars into five thousand. Yeah, I like your head there, or bro. Or fifty yeah. into you know, or a hundred into something. It's worth it. And I'm going to do that this week on on some over unders on win totals for NFL teams. So that's my strategy this Ooh, week. So Tom's in the ear of uh, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, you think a little bit. Uh, yeah, you might, uh, Tom, can you only play one series? Yeah, you could have Gerard see, talk to him. Yeah, you couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't get Tom Brady to throw a game. You could not. But <laughs> God, you're telling no. me that you couldn't get Antonio Brown? Seriously? You couldn't have gotten Justin Blackman to drop a ball or two? I mean, he was doing it anyway, guys. You yeah. know right, Gerard, thank you for joining me today. My pleasure, Tom. Thanks for having me. Paul, great having you. Thank you, Tom. We'll see you again on this show. Thanks for watching everybody sports now with tom zenner four episodes in the can if you haven't subscribed to valuetainment sports make sure you do it and watch for our short clips during the week on valuetainment short clips on youtube subscribe to that have a great week i will see you for episode five